0: Yes You are now listening to the sound Sports reports Exorded 2-5 Mr. Logical And you know what y'all The real Julius Randle has stood Up Game 1 was a fluke rap I don't want to hear it So Tonight We got all the NBA playoff talk for you We got a little bit of baseball. We're a couple of weeks in. What's standing out? What's going on in the major leagues? Then we got one question Did Jalen just hurt Lamar Jackson? I mean, he he took took less guarantees than Kyler Murray. Wow. And then, of course, we got one more talk about NIL because some of these coaches are out of pocket. And I got something to say about it. Brath going to give y'all some numbers. Get it off my chest. Yes. What's happening, Brath?
1: Yo, we back at it. Another episode this week. Hope y'all got your taxes in. Today was the last day for you. know what I mean? Make sure Joe Biden get his cut. Shout out to POTUS. I'm awesome. coming to audit
0: you, Julius Randall. I'm coming to audit you.
1: You I mean? So, yeah we out here we just doing our thing uh luckily the sports world just keeps giving us gems every single week man we think it's gonna be a scramble and all of a sudden out of nowhere you got Jalen you got people hurting their hands people hurting their backs it's like we should have known personally I should have known that sports is gonna be a little bit more unpredictable than this I was kind of like blah like it's gonna be one through four and, so forth and so on, but yo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, what Amen. what y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do now that he can't pull a trigger?
1: Nah, he just gonna hit him with the other hand. He hurt his left hand, right? Or he hurt uh, his right uh, hand.
0: I thought he hurt his shooting hand. He heard he heard his shooting gonna, hand.
1: He's just gonna get his boys jump another 17-year-old. And before we get allegedly, started, allegedly, I just allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: allegedly And before we get started. I'm not trying to get rid of the charge. I'm going to throw that out there too. I'm not trying to get rid of the charge.
1: I've been trying to get rid of that thing for years. You know what I'm saying? So I much.
0: ain't trying to have no. As Glenn Rivers.
1: Get eight fouls and go for the block.
0: Hey, you as Glenn Rivers said, as Glenn Rivers said, known as the doc, even though he turns into the nurse during the playoffs, this man said he ain't trying to have no 250 to 250 basketball games. <laughs> She just don't want to blow a lead. Is, That's all that is. I'm telling
1: you, saying, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a good look. I don't like it at all.
0: But, but yo, we NBA playoffs.
1: To into it. NBA playoff reaction, what you got? Yeah.
0: yeah. I got Julius Randle is back to being the pumpkin <laughs> that I knew he was. Because for one, he shot seven for 20 in game one, including three for 10 from three. The Knicks was a fluke. The media was waiting for the Knicks to win a game so they could proclaim them the champions. And tonight, right now, down 19 points, the Knicks are who I thought they were.
1: It's game two, man. I, don't I know. know. I know. I mean, like, I first know. of all, they play in the greatest city in the world. We can argue this fact all we want, but this—they do not play in LA. Yeah, more New York City postcards and rotations. They do not they, play, they in
0: they play in Toronto. America.
1: They play in the greatest city in the world. They do not play, they play in, not in London. Garden. Matter of fact, I might. They do not play tickets. in Paris. I might even get tickets to Game Three. I mean, what <laughs> a firm, yeah, I mean, so you could like stretch it out over a year. Tickets probably like four hundred. But yo, I mean, I think we all have kind of. I think every reaction that I've heard so far, even through conversation, through text messages, people, you know, pundits that I've seen. I think they've all, for the most part, been kind of on par with, like, what's going on. You've seen the Boston-Atlanta series. You're like, okay, Boston is the better team than Atlanta. I mean, that's just just how it works. So that's just how the math works. The two is normally substantially better than the seven. I know, but, I mean, I would have rather seen Zach
0: Levine or something.
1: Well, they should have won. I mean, you play better
0: defense, you get it. I
1: know. But so then you got eight versus one. You got the Heat last in the, like, last in the league in scoring or something like that, 27th in the league in scoring. Um, Giannis hurts his back, but they say just the pain tolerance level, we all know these doctors can work wonders, massage chairs, yoga, Pilates, whatever he has to do, I think he'll be good to go for game two. So I don't think that series is
0: over. Hey, I, I got a question. Real quick, I got a question. So, let me take a trip down memory lane. I remember one, Kevin Durant, getting criticism because he wouldn't tell Russell Westbrook to give him the ball. Are we just watching instant replay? Tell Devin Booker to give up the rock. Yo, listen,
1: everybody talks about how well KD fits into every team. And the reason he fits in well is because he's a puzzle piece and he fits in. He doesn't come there and make you change everything. LeBron got traded to Phoenix six to seven, eight weeks ago. Yeah, Chris Paul is an off guard at that point. (laughs) Devin Booker is going to be shooting corner threes or 15-foot pull-ups because LeBron's going to make you change. If you get a guy like Ja Morant, he needs to have the ball because he's a playmaker.
0: Right. There's certain
1: players just make you adjust. Kevin Durant's like, listen, if I can get 12 to 16 shots, I'm going to knock down. Oh, excuse me.
0: Oh. That was yeah, he insane. only he only took crazy. five in the second half and went a whole five minute stretch without scoring in the fourth quarter. I think we
1: can, I think we can all like Monday morning head coach all of these decisions. But to me, it's like how do you not just always every offensive time you have every time you get the ball in your half, at least call the play where you screen his man and either force a switch or force his man to fight through a screen so he can get the ball? Like, I don't know why that's not it's not like you you have to be creative in a basketball court. It's like, mm-hmm. you know kd is a prominent scorer you know he's one of the best scorers in the nba if he didn't miss so many games me and you did the math he would be on pace to be possibly third or second or third all-time scoring uh-huh. because of the amount of games he missed and how effortlessly he scores the basketball so right uh, if he doesn't miss you know a couple look at that julius like randall missing players, another three Listen, man, people miss threes. I mean, the top three points shooter <laughs> shot like 40-something percent, so that means six out of ten times they miss them. It happens. So, so, so when, you get, when you get to KD, it's like, yo, know, how do you not – even if he doesn't shoot the ball, how do you not come up and call the play, whatever it is, ace motion KD, and he just gets the ball and then he says, all right, you know what? I got somebody that's trying to help on a double team. I'm going to get it back to Devin. I'm going to get it back to Chris. I think every possession, the ball should at least the action should be in his vicinity, or the ball should touch his hands. Because yeah. that's, that's just winning. That's just a winning solution. You're not gonna lose if KD shoots too many shots.
0: Yeah, I need Pursuit of Happiness to step it up too. Because if they're going to be doubling KD, then you know what I mean. He got. I mean, he had 18 and eight. So I'm not trying to make it sound like he was a no show. But I just feel like he has to be a little more aggressive when he does. Get some paint touches, or he does get it at the elbow. He just got to make quicker decisions and do something. Because, but what I am wondering though, because we got that game coming up next on TNT, Clippers and Suns game two. I'm wondering. I think the answer is no, but I don't know for sure. Did the Clippers shoot their load in game one?
1: Nah, because I think I think I think what you have with the Clippers. And we talked about this bulletin board material in our last podcast. Check that out. I think Russ is, I think, part of his motivation, if he has a list of three things, it's to get the Clippers out of this first round so they can get Paul George back. Show the Lakers you quit on me too early and show people that I can beat KD. And I'm, I'm better than him. <laughs> I, I'm more. I impact yeah. the game more than him. I'm a yes. better piece to your team than him. Yes. Or not. Not yes. necessarily. Like I'm better, but I'm not the reason we didn't go to back to back to back NBA finals in OKC when they had their run.
0: Oh yeah, that's Sam because Presti
1: right there. That was because Sam I think I I think people levied that, that accusation against him and, and kind of just bestowed this this moniker upon Russ that he was like this this Grinch that stole KD's shine and was like no because we can see it now. KD doesn't go get the ball in the games, and it's it's weird because certain players like we have two shots that we can both recall without any research of Dane Lillard ending two NBA playoff series. He's not known as, he, I mean, granted he's arguably top 75, but we have the Houston shot in front of James Harden, and then we have the the shot that he beat
0: OKC with. We have that was, a a, bad shot. That was a bad <laughs> shot.
1: Yeah, he shot it from 37 feet and nailed it. It was like two seconds left for the clock. You should have pressed him a little bit, but this is neither here nor there. We have Steph Curry in the Regular season, granted, it was an overtime against OKC when he pulled up and he shot the shot. He was like, and Mike Green was like, bang, bang. And then you have KD's two shots in the finals, but they were game three. They were up 2-0. He was on a team where he had most of the talent leverage on his side. Mm-hmm. But you, you don't really see any, you don't really have a memory of crunch time, game six, KD hitting the shot that ended the game, won the game. Change the series. Whereas you have like you have that with Kyrie. You have the 50 piece that Giannis put on Phoenix to win finals MVP. You you have these games and I I don't want to like marginalize someone's career down to one game. But when you see KD only getting six shots in the second half is like
0: how? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of that same thing where, you know, I don't want to do the Rob Parker thing, but, you know, just for the purpose of this conversation and what you just brought up, you know, that's what people do with Steph, you know, is like, hey, these playoff games are here for the taking. Keisha Cole style, where were you? You know, game one, you know, he had the chance to tie it up, missed the shot. You know he had some opportunities last night. You know missed the shot. You know, but we but obviously you have know game four
1: last year in NBA Finals. You have games three and four. I know, I and, and that's what I was, and team. that's what I was about to say he because people try team, to. He doesn't have the shot, and right, right he, doesn't he doesn't have the, the moment. Yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah, right, right, and, and, that's, and that's yeah, that's Greg what I was going to say. Yeah, shots of Obama Byron Russell. They named the shoe last shot. I mean, they have the Gatorade commercial with Mike throwing the fist pump against Cleveland. So we have those moments. Even LeBron in 2018, when he hit the runner against Toronto, it wasn't that big because I think they felt he was going to beat Toronto anyway, but just right. that whole kind of run. Like, even the shot before the trade deadline against Jimmy Butler, before they traded away half the team in 2018. So you have these these memories of these shots. And it's just like, I don't want to, like I said, you don't want to strip down someone's career to these shots. But it's like, when you've had opportunities to hit these shots. how come How come you don't have them?
0: So you so do you expect the Suns so you expect the Suns to come out and win tonight?
1: Depends.
0: It depends. Or or, or is the Scott Foster curse real?
1: Is <laughs> Scott Foster reffing tonight?
0: That's what I heard. Oh
1: no! <laughs> you shouldn't have said that to me. Now I got to look that up. No well, why are you looking it? that up?
0: But- why are you looking that up? Look that up? I'm gonna look that up. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Is like is Memphis done? What about her done? You know, because you know, I, I think that um, you know Desmond Bain might have been on to something. Where, as like, you know, you can't expect Hachimura to do what he did again. But the problem with that line of thinking is you can't let him do it again. Like, like, well, well no. The problem with that line of thinking is, is that. Hachimura got to because LeBron didn't do it to you in game one. You know what I mean? AD had a good game, but AD didn't necessarily necessarily do it to you in game one. So, like, yeah, Hachimura doesn't have to do it to you for the Lakers to do it to you. You know, but uh, with that being said, you know, Sacramento's up 2-0. Going back to the Chase Center, are the champs in trouble.
1: Yes, because what Sacramento does best offensively challenges Golden State defensively. Because they run, they run Looney out there, and Draymond as their, those are their defenders. Those are the guys, anyone defending within eight feet of the hoop is one of those two. Draymond's defending from the pick and roll from the top of the key all the way to the hoop. So he's not really a shot blocker. He's just in good defensive position, which you can't be every time. You're not always going to be in front of the Aaron Fox. You're not always going to be in front of Harrison Barnes. You're not always going to be able to, to hold Sabonis on the block. So you're going to either foul or you're going to give up easy layups. And I know a lot of NBA teams, and I see it every week and it just blows my mind. It's like Just give up the layup. Don't get an early foul in the first quarter trying to stop a layup. Like, if he beat you, he beat you. Let him get the layup, because if he's on the lay the ball up and you foul him, he's going to get two free throws, and now you have a foul early in the first quarter. When you know that's what they're going to do, either get in better position or figure out a way to get Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney on the same page, but what I saw, in the, like, especially in the third quarter and the fourth quarter the last night, is that when De'Aaron Fox wanted to beat his guy off the dribble and get to the cup, there's nothing you could do, especially when Looney had four fouls and then Draymond inexplicably get himself kicked out of the game late in the fourth. But before then, because he had four fouls for a while, whenever De'Aaron Fox felt like, all right, this is my time, I'm going to get to the cup. And then Mike Brown was subbing De'Aaron Fox out and giving him a break. I think he was giving him a break when Steph was on the bench or oh, when Steph was out there. Yeah. So when Steph was out there, they sent the, the young boy from um, Baylor, Davion Mitchell. Mitchell. So he was just bulldogging Steph and he was shooting threes. So Darren Fox was getting the rest. So you got a fast guy that none of you guys can stay in front of getting the breather while you have this, this bulldog just basically hounding Clay and hounding Steph. They were just all over him. So I don't want to say they're done, but unless they can make, they got either they have to make a better percentage from three or they got to figure out is, is there another person that, I, that can either help out Looney on near the rim or can you play a lineup of Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond. Can you play those five guys and be effective? The only way they're going to be effective, they got knocked down to three because you got to figure you're giving up all your defensive prowess if you play those five. But you got to give up. You got to take three
0: when they make two. And of course, you know, of course, y'all, you know, Raf said all that and left out my other Wildcat, Malik Monk, you know, like him and De'Aaron Fox. Only the college teammates with the most points in a playoff game since Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Dresla, but that don't matter. That I like guess a,
1: that sounds like an ESPN style. I guess,
0: I guess that don't matter. I guess, but anyway, First so guys Gold-
1: with 60, <laughs> sixty heartbeats per minute to score thirty points. That's in a right.
0: Game in eight. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, but Golden State doesn't have to be in trouble, you know, because I was thinking about this earlier, and. So, you got some bonus, you know, as your big man. He's not your traditional shot-blocking, you know, big figure that Golden State can scheme out of the way and all that. So, he kind of provides Sacramento with a bit of Golden State, if you will. You know, because he can switch, you know, he's quick enough and all that stuff. He doesn't have to be an anchor in the paint to be effective. So, you know, but where Golden State, I think, could make up some ground here is you just got to just flat-out commit to Andrew Wiggins on De'Aaron Fox. You know, he's just going to have to work himself into shape because I saw what he did to Jason Tatum in the finals last year. He's just going to have to work himself into shape. Whenever Malik Monk is in the court, Gary Payton III need to be following him around, you know, basically at all times because Clay ain't effective right now anyway. I'm not saying take Clay off the floor per se. I'm not saying only play him 20 minutes. I'm just saying there's room. Where you're gonna have to sacrifice a little to get, you know, just just from a defensive oh, boy, standpoint.
1: Boy, what are you gonna get though? Because if you have if you have Wiggins, essentially exhausting himself chasing the Aaron Fox, and you have Peyton on Monk, right? That's your matchup. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then you have so- Steph not wearing himself out. You know, for one, chasing Fox around. You know, so he should theoretically have fresher legs on offense, you know, Clay has fresher legs on offense. So that's what I mean. Like, you got to give something to get something, you know, because there's no perfect answer or else they would have done it already. You know, so, so, you know, speaking of turnover source pool, you know, I brought him up because like, I don't know if Golden State's going to look back at this contract and think, you know, what the hell we were thinking, but you know,
1: Russell Westbrook.
0: Well, well, so yeah, so far, I was going to say, so far in this series, he's shooting five for 17, you know, so that is not allowable on any level. Like, you know, if, if he needs to be the supplementary piece of, if I got Wiggins chasing De'Aaron Fox around, Jordan Poole needs to bring me some scoring punch when he's in the game. He can't be five for 17. He can't be turning the ball over. And these aren't just turnovers where he's like, dribbling the ball, he lost control. He's throwing it into the third row. You know, he's he's just doing all kinds of things. He had a a couple of bad ones. He definitely had a couple of bad ones. You know, I don't want to get sidetracked by the stomp because I'm sure we'll get into that later. But where I was going to go with that was that's why Draymond's frustrated because, you know, he's usually able to get up in these people like Rudy Gobert who can't necessarily outquick him. But Sabonis can, you know, move around him, can offensive board, he can get in his head a little bit without even talking to him. So the so, you know, done because
1: we're not giving them any solutions. Like the Warriors, they look good. You know,
0: well, well they, they do. They, they do, but, but at the same time, we already came into the series knowing that they were the worst road team in the playoffs. The, 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 the other side of that is Sacramento has the best road record out of all the playoff teams. But this is the thing, though. Going home should give Golden State somewhat of a boost, you know, and all they got to do is win in Sacramento once. So, you know, but you know what this does remind me of a little bit? It reminds, as I was talking, as I was writing down my notes and trying to talk through this, it reminded me of Kobe, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. It reminded me of Kobe against the Mavs. You're down 2-0. Like, what are you going to do, Kobe? We're going to win game three. Oh, it's 3-0. I guess we got to win four in a row now. That's (laughs) that's Golden State. That's Golden State. They're going to be looking down the chamber at a 3-0 here if they don't get it together. But I think what's got me is, you know, Mike Brown, you know, the way that he's defending the Warriors because he's not trying to do all this stuff with Steph. He's like, you know what? You stay with Steph. You don't move away from Steph if looney get a looney le- fouls keep grabbing them yeah and and that was the, then that was my other takeaway because last night was such a great game emotionally like i was charged up i was ooing and on every but then i just felt like the referees just kept playing games like in the second quarter they were like oh go to state flopping and falling on the floor we got to reward the like, if they if Steph getting a bruise on his knee we got to reward him and then in the third quarter the warriors had five fouls they they were, the kings were in the penalty in less than a minute and a half of the third quarter, I looked to the wife and I said, yo, Sacramento about to build this lead up. And as soon as the fourth quarter started, I said, watch how quickly this lead evaporates. And then Sacramento had three fouls within the first minute of the quarter. And so, so when the whole Draymond was and all that happened, I was just shocked that they threw him out the game because I thought they were going to do the whole, hey, we don't need to get rid of a superstar or like a star or whatever you consider Draymond to be in this moment, in this game, in this quarter, but I'm glad they did. But hey, real quick, how about Joel and B out here looking like Georgetown? Patrick, you on defense.
1: I mean... I want... Like I said, I, I'm enjoying the playoffs. I'm, in, I'm enjoying all of it. Uh, like I said, I like the I thought the Philly-Brooklyn series would be more competitive. remember Cameron Johnson had, like, 22 points in the first half. I think he had one point in the second <laughs> half. Uh,
0: Hard, harden shooting 32% for the series so far.
1: Harden, like, we, we talked about this in our pre-meeting. He, he looks and plays like a guy that's, like, coming back from – Surgery, injury, surgery, rehab, right. And it's like I don't, re- I don't remember. I remember some some soft tissue injuries, like some hamstrings. I remember the whole post when they came back after the 2020 season, and he, you know, he forced his way out of Houston. People say he looked out of shape. He did look bigger than he did in years previous, but I think a lot of people gained a little bit of a uh, little mass during COVID. But it just was like, why do you? He just he just looks like everything he used to do effortlessly just feels forced. Like, even that step back, I mean, come on, when he was averaging, like, 36 points and 34 points in back-to-back years, the step back, you knew if you're guarding him and you were betting that the other team was going to win and he would rock the guy, rock him, rock him, rock him, tween, 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 and then he hit that step back, it's like... Come on. Sometimes he did like a five step step back and they never really called it. I remember one game against Utah, he went from like the free throw line to the wing sideline and shoot a three. I'm like, he took five steps. (laughs) Uh, But I just think, just for some reason, I think, I think the expectation, what you need from Harden, I'm not sure you're going to be able to get consistently. And I think Embiid, I think once another, a better defensive team. Like so Boston? Right now, like Boston. So you got one, <laughs> two, three, four. They don't reseed in the NBA. So if eight wins no. one, it'll just be, you know, whoever they play. So you'll have so
0: if you have three. You got four, Boston and Philly. You have Boston two, three. Philly. Two, three. And That's going to be the matchup. You'll, you'll have Cleveland have, potentially uh, against Milwaukee.
1: Cleveland, Milwaukee.
0: Provided that Giannis, you know. I think
1: the double team strategy that Brooklyn is using on Joel and Embiid, I personally would cut that out. I would just play a bigger, another big, you know, maybe give me a few more fouls, another big body to make them work. You got Klaxon because they, they don't have a lot of big defenders. But I would just let Joel eat. And I would yeah. stay tight on everybody else. I know Yo. it sounds like a like a risky strategy because he could go for 50, but if he goes for that 50 up. on 27 or 28 shots, let him because as far as not rhythm, that means Max, he's not getting easy shots. That means to yeah, that's what I was just
0: about to say. Maxie had 33 Harris, last night. Definitely. <laughs> Harris
1: as a fourth, fourth, fifth, fourth option, he's not getting that many shots. But when you run the double team off. And you don't have not like they have a great defensive, you know, makeup or or pedigree in Brooklyn. Anyway, they have the strategy that they want to work. Come on, listen, man, go ahead do your thing. Do you? Yeah, thing. like if you get yeah, 40, Maxie, you get forty eight. But if you get forty
0: eight points, eight rebounds, and three assists, we got a shot. Now, this is the thi- this is the thing, though. You can get your forty eight or whatever. Like, let's just call it forty. You could get your forty. You could probably get like say. 12, 13 15, right 15 to 17 from the free throw line you yeah. know and, and the rest of that you're probably I, I could, if I have I to live with you going 10 for 23 just because you're a big man so if I can hold you to like a 10 for 23 I can live with that but what's not going to happen Tyrese Maxey I ain't going to tell you where he went to school Tyrese Maxey ain't going to get no 33 points you know what I'm saying and, and I mean you don't at this point You got to let Harden try to figure it out to shoot himself into the series. So last night, that game was there for the taking. It was just Mikael Bridges had his loan-off game that we've seen him have in the last month. So hopefully coming back home, just for entertainment purposes, hopefully he gets back. Yeah, they were just cold. It was like 74-68
1: in the fourth. That was like, somebody said, this looks like one of those 1990s games. I started chuckling to myself.
0: Yeah, and dear job Vaughn. You got this dude on your bench named Cam Thomas. Give him and get him 15 minutes, man. Get him 15 minutes and 10 threes. Let him let that man microwave. You know what I mean? Like he, you I know the I know the knock is that he don't play defense, but everybody ain't gotta be Stacey Augman. Everybody ain't gotta be Scottie Pippen. You know, there's room. You know, that's that's where you as a coach find ways to devise schemes. How big?
1: When I hear that because Duncan How Robinson How bad is he? Yeah, <laughs> Duncan Robinson's another guy. I remember he was getting a lot of run in the bubble during the finals. He was getting a lot of run that year after. But then slowly he just they paid him money. I think he's getting like 15, 18 million a year. And it's like well, they gotta out.
0: play him now. They gotta play him now that it's Hall the heroes out four to six it's, weeks.
1: It's like is he it, does he not listen? Is he not coachable? Like if if you have a guy you're paying more than ten million dollars to. On the bench because they play defense, then just get rid of that dude and get a dude you could pay two and a half million that plays nothing but defense. Even if you make another team better in the in the, the meantime, go
0: get. Yeah, you could have got Thunder. Gary Payton the third.
1: <laughs> you could have had old boy Vanderbilt. You could have had Levert. That's in Cleveland. Like you could have had He'll somebody said, else. My
0: man named Sybil. You know,
1: somebody could have had some other player in there. But like I said, when, when you have a guy like that, that can heat up, just put him in the game and heat up.
0: All right. Like, so, so last people, question. Like,
1: listen, we bought the, we're going to run for the next six minutes. Yeah. We're going to play three and D that's it. We're playing defense. We shooting threes. Let me get my shooters out there. Steph Curry, Joe Harris, Mikel Bridges, Johnson, Speedy Claxon. We're going small. We're going fast. We're not, not walking anything up, we shooting everything with 16 seconds left on the play clock on the shot clock. Go.
0: Yeah, so so last question, and then I got a dumbass stat. So <laughs> so so how effective does Giannis have to be for us not to be concerned that Miami gonna win this series?
1: Well, it's not even a Giannis thing. I think it's a matter of I when Milwaukee was down, like, that, that 8 to 12 range with, like, 6, 7 minutes left in the fourth. It felt like every possession they were trying to get an open three or taking a three versus getting points because Miami doesn't score a lot of points. He shot 60% for three Is like 15 for 25 from three They're not going to do it every every game But when the game I think they had I think Milwaukee had the ball Coming back up court Middleton had the ball I think they might have been down eight Instead of just Getting a bucket Or taking to the bucket He pulled up for three Missed Miami came down Hit a three Lead went to eleven. I think that's made the score like 125, 114, something like that. And that is essentially just, make, you know, the game was over after that. But I think if you just get a layup, get it to six, now you set your defense up because I think even without Giannis, you got Brooke Lopez, you got Middleton, you got Portis, Drew is the best, is one of the best on-ball guards. You got uh, Grayson Allens out there. With a switchblade stabbing people in the thigh, playing defense, you know, just, just <laughs> doing that Grammy stuff. So I think maybe you 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 can get Miami to panic because you know that what they're gonna do, is they they gotta run it through Jimmy. So you get it to six, they've been comfortably in the lead for basically the whole game. At that point, I know the whole second half they were comfortably in the lead, no Giannis. So if you get it to six. You get a stop. Now you got the ball. You coming back up court with the ball. Maybe two and a half minutes left in the game. I think maybe two, three minutes. You are only down six. I think you could put a little pressure on Miami. So I think. Yeah, I Apple think that Park, I, you can get you can get Milwaukee's fine if Giannis is even out there. But I think even without Giannis, they they can they can win. Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
0: I think I think without Giannis, they could still win this series. I wouldn't I wouldn't try it, but I think they could. You know how the hell the Lakers get. Off until Wednesday, anyway. But anyway, um. So, you know, (laughs) my dumbass TV. Nah, you know my. uh, So my dumbass stat, right? So you know, we always talk about the old heads and the new, new school and everything, the arguments and all that stuff, right? And you know, we always talk about how, like, me and you specifically, we always talk about how the same teams made the finals in the '80s and '90s and all that stuff like that. So it was funny to me that. Three players have won 10 of the last 11 titles. So, not necessarily teams, but players. So, you know, starting with LeBron's first championship in Miami, you know, he went back to back. You know, then Kawhi won the title. Steph won the title. LeBron with the 3 1 comeback. Steph back to back again with KD. So, you could add four players if you want to, but I was just keeping yeah. it on Steph. So then you got Steph in there, you know. So that takes you through twenty eighteen. Kawhi wins twenty nineteen. LeBron wins in the bubble in twenty twenty. And then Giannis Giannis won twenty twenty one. And then Steph wins twenty last year. So that was just crazy to think about. Like I was just sitting around thinking about that earlier today because we always talk about how these same teams were running like decades or whatever the case may be. It's just funny that. You can split up these the titles.
1: Because half the league can't manage their team to the point where they <laughs> keep it together for a good, a long enough run. That,
0: that's, well, that's, a why I ca-
1: that's why I called it a dumbass stat. stat. <laughs>
0: it's
1: a dumbass stat because shit, teams from 16 to 30 just trading away. You got Luka, Dallas, and Kyrie. They talking
0: about blowing that up. I'm like, when are you going to replace that? Like Usually when, when you that- blow – Usually when you blow it up, you have some semblance of success. Listen, they sw-
1: switched <laughs> up Destiny's Child a lot, but he kept Kelly Rowland and he kept Beyonce. He's like, listen, right. yeah, I can get some role players, but I got to keep these two together. They kept their relationship together because it's like, you don't just find those two in an audition.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Jonathan Kamega, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
1: Like I said, I mean, I think I think we hit every every series. I mean, we could talk about the Lakers Memphis series. I think that's a good one. Denver, Minnesota is just it's I told I told a co-worker last night, a former co-worker, retiree, fellow vet. I was like, listen, man, go ahead and take two games off of the Denver, Minnesota schedule, add them to Sacramento Golden State so we can get a best of nine series.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that's gonna be the best one. I think I don't know. Really nice. I
0: think I like this Knicks Cavs series right now, you know. As for,
1: nah, it's for now, it's nowhere near exciting as say Oh, Saturday yeah, weekend. I'm loving I'm loving you're this. Loving the, you're loving the Julius Rando, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> listen, I might check on these tickets and I might be in the building and I'm gonna get all a right picture the Julius, like, yo, this dude on this podcast, Sports Reports, is ordered. You're talking real greasy about you. Yeah, I'm gonna show you a clip. You know, you know what the crazy part shout is out and out
0: on TNT when
1: he dropped 40 back in Master Square Garden. You,
0: I know, especially if he dropped 25, right? He's gonna be like, Yo, check out this two five. But hey, but you know what the funny part about that is, you be talking all this stuff about me because all the stuff I said earlier, where he go to school.
1: Well, listen, I get it. Yeah, everybody don't like everybody that went to this school.
0: Okay, so there's just, there's just throwing thing. that out there, just I throwing mean, that out you there.
1: Give everybody else enough credit that I think you can. You have to make me <laughs> you go ahead and just squash. Me. Hey,
0: hey, I'm referring to one dude as Data Davis, so you know it, it's not just Julius Randall. You know, yeah, like it, 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 it
1: Data Davis.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: yo, and you know, there's, there, yo, Mike is a real sports fan, y'all. It might not seem like <laughs> it, but he does actually like these players. He likes the sport, like. He's, he's, he's not exaggerating. Shout out
0: to shout out to Michael Kidd Gilchrist. <laughs> oh
1: yo, yo, you see you see the still picture of his jump shot when his hand is like, it's it's weird. I, I know. know it's disgusting. Cat Bust is is ref in the night in game two.
0: Yes, He's yes. thirteen in a row. He's two and seventeen overall. I wish I wish they could have got the ref that uh, found out that Michael Beasley was cheating. You know. Yo, I,
1: when when I was reading that, I was like, I'm not sure who did what and why. Like, I'm not, I am I don't understand the purpose. I was reading it, but like, you're talking about the Shanghai Sharks playoff <laughs> point-shaving scandal in the fourth quarter that got coaches and GMs and CEOs fired out in China with a couple hey. of former NBA players
0: on it. Did they, not, did they not learn from Brittany Griner? Don't be crossing these other countries, man. Don't be crossing these other countries. I don't know but what anyway,
1: they're getting there, but it must be worth it.
0: But anyway, what has been worth it so far is this baseball season. That's what's been worth it because you know we came into this, we were talking about spring training and how there was no buzz. You know, spring training was going on and nobody seemed to have cared. But what you think so far, man? I'm, I think I'm enjoying baseball season.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I was looking at tickets. I was looking at tickets. I was checking the weather. I'm like, you know, I might go check some of these games out. Uh, like
0: I said, McJersey. Jersey. Hey, you looking at tickets? Ain't gonna become the new Tommy. You ain't got no job, is it?
1: Listen, one of <laughs> these games. Uh, my my the commander of the unit I work for. He talks about us having. Uh, we need to have more off-site uh, team-building events. Right, he right, like, right. He demands that he was like, "Hey, how come you guys haven't done more off-site events? So Where's I'm the like, beer?" Yeah, we need you guys. You guys need to go <laughs> take the time out, just plan it out, just let it go. But you need to go do this. So I'm like, "All right, right. we got a couple of Philly fans in my 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 section of the, uh, my office, so it's a good game. It's good tailgating the uh, Citizens Bank Park." It's a big parking lot. You got the Wells Fargo Center. You got the Link. You got the baseball stadium. All in one parking lot. I think the buzz is huge. Um, granted, there's going to be some teams that just aren't successful. I mean, we look at the standings. I think Oakland is one of those teams that just, you know, unfortunately hasn't really, you know, started off 2023 season properly. We had Tampa Bay believe- started out 13 and 0. I mean, a change, a change of scenery might be like it, it might be due it might be due it might be something that you know is good for the team. I'm not sure how big the A's are in that area. I know San Francisco is a huge base they I think they take up a lot of the baseball fans. I think it might be a situation kind of like a uh, like a Clippers Lakers situation where most of your LA basketball fans are Lakers fans some are clippers fans i think the oakland the san francisco giants dynamic might be the same way but i mean i like it so far i like like i'm almost kind of dead in on like the Shaheel tiny stats it's like oh he's throwing as many strikeouts and hitting as many home runs it's like oh yeah he's a good home run hitter and he's a good pitcher
0: mm-hmm.
1: we know that you you got to string some wins together you and mike trout you got you to gotta keep the West Coast interest in baseball alive because he is the show, because what's going to happen, if that doesn't work out, people are going to start saying, maybe you should go to the Yankees, and it's going to be the same old bland story where all the East Coast teams get all the best players, and they're going to start that number off at like $600 million because the narrative is for a Ooh. top hitter, Ooh. My, wild, my wildcat is down. I saw that. Yeah, I saw a few seconds after you. Ooh, he's Yeah, he's hurt. Oh. That might be tailbone. Why would you do that with two minutes left? And you up 21 points. Mm, that's fighting words.
0: Well, Julius Randle is up and walking around, so good news. He's you know, close, uh, right. he, he went up for the dunk and got fouled and came down hard. Looks like Looked like it was a tailbone, so he's still holding it, but he's walking, so that's a good sign at least. He's upset because somebody tried to block his dunk, but, you know, I mean, you're going to try to dunk it. You
1: can't. No, you can't. You can't do that. You can't do that. When people see the replay, that's a dunk. You're not blocking that. You can't. Oh, it's his hip, so he's good. It's not his tailbone.
0: Playoff basketball, baby.
1: Nah, it's not playoff basketball. That's dumb basketball. That's dumb because you're not you're not getting to that block. He's one step from the hoop when he caught the ball. You two I know, steps but behind but him.
0: What's, but what's funny about that is if he didn't, you know, I, I'm not. If it was earlier in the game, I'll say. They have 21
1: he, points. He didn't try to block after that. People the dunk.
0: said no defense in the NBA.
1: I don't, I don't care about man. that. Listen, the people would have been like, "Yo, all right, you let that go because there's two minutes left and you up 21 points after
0: the dunk." All right. So, so so back to the Oakland A's real quick, because, you know, like when I was a, a junior growing up, you know, a little tight, if you will, you know, it was all about the Bash brothers, you know, Maguire and Consenco. So, you know, like it kind of hurts me to see Oakland in these dire straits, you know, but they started this whole money ball thing. So they live by the money ball. They die by the money ball. Yeah. Shout
1: out to the Baltimore Orioles, my dad's favorite team, 10 and 7. They've been terrible over last same last record year. as
0: the Pittsburgh Pirates as of last night. I haven't looked at any scores today, so I don't know what's going on today. But as of last night, the Pittsburgh Pirates were three games above five hundred.
1: Yo, that's probably the, the latest in the season. They've been three games above five hundred. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, so the Dodgers are under five hundred. That's a shock. Uh I imagine that's going to turn around as it gets a little warmer in California a little mm. sooner. I think they'll, they'll hit their run, but for the most part, the, I think the beauty part about baseball is that what you get normally is you'll get a couple of teams that run out and have great starts to the season. You know, you have Tampa Bay start out thirteen and zero, but then when they come back to earth, they're going to play normal baseball. And then you'll have a team like the Yankees yep. are sitting behind them at ten and six, maybe over the next. 10 games, they go seven and three, you know, and they kind of like close that gap as Tampa Bay has a regular 10 game, five and five, four and six. It happens. You know, you lose a three game series.
0: Yeah. I mean, know, they've lost two out, out of three coming down. into today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it just happens. So I think, I think the parody is good for, for MLB. I still think they got to find a better way of of getting the, like, Getting themselves into the to to the, to the popularity, hum, the limelight. Because right now, I mean, it's the same thing. We talk about hockey at some point in the next couple of weeks. Their playoff started. It's like, I get it, you have your fan base, but the NBA has three games on the night. Last night the game went off at like one o'clock in the morning. I gotta go to work. I gotta get up for work at like seven something. I'm still watching that game. Same thing on Sunday night when the games are played. You need to get to the point where people want to watch your games late instead of people want you to rush your games. Which, and you can go over the stats about the the time of the games and how they've been a little shorter and the, the pitch clock and everything else and how teams are working that to the advantage. But you get a guy that throws a ball over the first twice, like you know he can't do it again. So now you got a good chance to jump in and steal a second. So I think a lot of a lot of the nuance of of the league is working out. So I think I think that's pretty dope. But in the same sense is like. I still I still want the storylines and I still want players to generate that storyline. I want I want to root for Mike Trott. I want to root for Bryce Harper. I want to root for Aaron Judge. I want I want these guys to do things that make me want to watch their game versus just being like, oh, it's a baseball game. I live 45 minutes from Philly. Let's go check out a game. You know, I want to I want to have like a reason to go.
0: Well, that's why well, that's why I'm confused about who's actually sports fans and who's soap opera fans. Because if the Yankees or the Dodgers had started out thirteen and zero, this would have been days of our lives all over the TV. You know what I mean? Like, but it's little old Tampa, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's the first month of the season. And, and you know, you mentioned the Dodgers being under five hundred. Not only are the Dodgers under five hundred, the Padres are under five hundred. You know, so they're a half game worse than the Dodgers and. My Money surprise you low, baby. Yeah, my surprise pick, the Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, they were my um team that were gonna break out this year. You know, they're they're looking pretty good sitting in first place. I don't expect that to last, but for right now, you know, I'm a basket in the glow, if you will. But yeah, as you mentioned, the games are um, finishing up quicker. So the game average as of last night was two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Um that was actually through Sunday which is down from three hours and eight minutes from last season. So that's 30 minutes completely gone, shaved off of last season. Um, Last season finished at three hours and four minutes. So at this point in the season, it was at 308, finished at 304. So right now, baseball's cut about 36 minutes off. You know, um, not only that, but the the major league home run leader coming into today was from New York. He just played for the Mets, so nobody cares. So Pete Alonzo yeah. with eight home runs. So you know, followed by Boston's Raphael Devers, you know, with seven. So like so the long that's ball is team back team in. Seven,
1: that's, that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's not on pace for anything major. And I think that's that's what baseball needs. Baseball needs that level of a storyline to get people.
0: Break out the royce, baby. Leaders.
1: Listen, I always said every team should have two players on a team that don't get tested.
0: Yeah, so pick him so, at
1: random, you just let the league know who it is, and you don't test your best left handed pitcher and your best power hitter. And we'll, we'll <laughs> let it ride. everybody else is subjected to getting tested. But when yeah. Samuel you know, said Mark McGuire were hitting those home runs, and Brady, like I said, Brady Anderson with the sideburns, and I was yes. like guys, Liddy Dijkstra had like 30 home runs in the all-star break, He's a shortstop. I mean, <laughs> it was it was just it was bananas. You knew you knew. It was a all muck. It's, all this, yeah, somebody's you know, somebody's yeah. a muck with the needle, but it was like yeah, so, it was fun to watch.
0: So so just for you all. So just for all of y'all that care out there, the Cleveland Cavaliers have beaten the New York Knicks 107 to 90 in Game Two to tie the series at two, and it is time for the main event: Clippers and Suns, baby. But back Scott to baseball:
1: Foster, Scott Foster versus
0: Chris Paul. Yeah. Paul. So, 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 one thing I wanted to keep my eye on during baseball season was stolen bases. You know, with the pitch clock, all that good stuff. Like, were we going to see an increase? And stolen bases. So, so far, not so much per se. Last year, the steal rate was about 1.4. Now it's at 1.7. But out of the 241 stolen base attempts through Sunday, 196 of them were successful, which is the 81% rate, which is all-time high. So if, it, if that remains, the, 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 the rate of stealing bases haven't necessarily gone up, but the success rate has gone up. You know, so that'll be something to keep an eye on. The Braves look like what I thought the Braves were going to be, you know, sitting in first place. They were uh, 12 and four last time I looked, you know, and then the American League West looks like it's going to be a dog fight. So, of course, those of you out there, you know, that is the division of the Astros. But you know what? The Seattle Mariners are on the come up. The Texas Rangers are the. Was the word, the trendy team that everybody was on coming into the season. That is the division that houses Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, who I still cannot point out of a lineup, but, you know, but they're all in that division. So the AL West, I expect See, I to be, the seal. <laughs> I expect the AL West, to fight, you know, um, and also Raph, you know, he went on his, you know, that he mentioned the New York Yankees being 10 and six in second place. Um, to the Tampa Bay Rays, I don't even know if they're the Devil Rays anymore. I think they're just the Rays now. But yeah, point being,
1: off. you know Florida don't which, play that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Never mind with that governor they got. Anyway, so you know, like so, Raph bought up the Yankees, but he did tell you that the Blue Jays got the same record. You know, I don't even know. See, because they don't play in New York. You know, you know, all cities matter.
1: Listen, the the AL East right now is looking like it's going to be the premier baseball division right now. Maybe it's East Coast bias, or maybe it's the fact that <laughs> four to five teams have wins, and the team that's Boston 8-9. I mean, we could talk about the juggernaut that is A- AOS when they have, you know, basically three wins and 14 losses at the bottom. So
0: basically what I got out of this – So basically what I got out of this is the AL East is the SEC and the AL West is the ACC.
1: Pretty much. (laughs) Because it's something about the way these teams just go for it. Every single opportunity they get. Toronto always puts together a good team. Big Canadian pride. Obviously Boston, a lot of old money. The Orioles are just a proud tradition, proud organization. Tampa Bay has always been a good team. Like every, yeah, every, solid. You know, it's been solid. They've had solid pitchers. I think they've always been able to get people to come play there. They've always been able to, to shell out the money and the environment to get people to play there. And then the Yankees are the Yankees. And so the pinstripes, the legends. I mean, at a certain, at some point, it's gonna be a situation where. 1 through 20, you won't be able to wear any of those numbers when it comes to the Yankees. They're going to just be retiring Eight. and everything. I think, like, 0
0: through 10, you can't wear, you know, hey, right hey, you know, retired. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's early in the season. But there's a reason Tampa Bay started 13 and 0 and why they're sitting at 14 and 3. Because they're second in batting average first in home runs and first in ERA giving up. So, you know, like doing it on both sides of the ball, we'll see if that's sustainable, you know, but right now, and, and with a team like that, I think it can be. Maybe I don't know necessarily about the home runs, but, you know, but one thing I do know about baseball, death, taxes, and John Giancarlo Stanton on the <laughs> disabled list. <Yeah. laughs> Those are the things that I know about baseball. Get well, John Carlos. Stop getting hurt.
1: It's like ace king and texas Hold'em. looks good can't play at all
0: can't play at all but you know but yeah like baseball i was i was a little nervous coming into the season because like you know we talked we touched on it there wasn't a lot of talk there wasn't a lot of brouhaha about baseball but you know but what i like about it though is that it's coming from a lot of different places you know like the brewers look good right now you know even though they play in milwaukee but you know they're eleven and five, you know. So it's not just about Tampa Bay, because now that they're fourteen to three, like there's other teams with records comparable right now. When they were thirteen and zero, they were just ahead of the pack. But Milwaukee's look good. Like I mentioned, Atlanta is looking about what I thought they were going to be. You know, uh, the the NL cent—I mean, AL Central looks like it might be a pretty good race coming up. You know, with the Guardians, the Twins, White Sox still hanging around a little bit. So. I think, we're, I think we're in for a good race. You know, we'll see how it ends up near all-star break, you know, where we're yeah. sitting at at that time. But I don't think that outside of, like I mentioned, the New York or the L.A. team being 13-0 or whatever, like I think baseball couldn't have scripted much of a better start than what they've got off to.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think that the the entire – this entire month, I think this latter part between March – and May is just such an exciting time for sports, and I, and the fact that Tampa Bay started off great. You have the whole AL Lisa starting off great. You have Shohei Tani. You have the World Baseball Classic. You have, you have such excitement for sports in general because most most of these cities have NBA teams as well. They have football teams, so I think a lot of the cities are sports cities as already. So as you transition through the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, on the heels of that, it's going to be who's an all-star. So we'll have the NFL draft and everything's all done, NBA championships done. Uh, You can even throw in WNBA getting ramped up. I think they might get a little bit more run this year. I think think this might be a little bit more of an effort publicly and with with the organizations to try to – maybe promote a little bit more maybe get a little bit more eyes on their sport so I, and then you have people who like to be at home i think it's it so working at home i think people like you know watching these games i think people like coming back out to the ball fields because we had that couple of years with COVID where i remember watching games when the nfl came back that fall of 2020 and i was i would watch like a uh, like an old comedy special from like 2018 and 2019 and somebody sold out Radio City Music Hall and it's packed. And I was sitting in my house, like, yo, are we going to be able to go back to arenas and stadiums? Because you regretting tickets you didn't buy and stuff like that. And you're watching these games, Seattle Stadium, nobody there. Atlanta had no fans. The yeah. Raiders didn't have any fans. Dallas was like, we don't care at all. Tampa Bay yeah. had fans. But a lot of places just have any fans. So I think as people are transitioning out of that, getting back into sports, and then you'll have people love – we love MLB All-Star, that that – you know, the, who's going to be the All-Star, All-Star game, the Home Run Derby, the home Softball derby, Celebrity yeah. Games. And that transitions right into the trade deadline and the, the bottom teams giving up assets to the top teams. And then they have a great playoff run. So I think baseball just – it feels like because they start in April that they kind of get overshadowed. But I uh-huh. think this is. I think we're. I think now maybe because we're doing this now, I'm starting to look at it more and pay more attention to it. But I see the popularities there, and if you look at the ticket prices right now, people, if you go on StubHub, they're not sponsoring us yet, or SeatGeek, they're not sponsoring us yet either. You can get tickets. <laughs> I think I was looking at tickets last week. I think Friday at work, so Friday was the was uh, was like the 13th, the Philly game this weekend. I think they have a three-game series this weekend. I think it's the Marlins, I believe. I could be wrong. But Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you can get tickets, $35. Granted, you have the fees, but, you know, you get two tickets for, like, $120. You're on the first baseline in the outfield, like, right in the right field. Yankee game, you're in, like, row six or seven in right field. And there's a short portion right field at the uh, Yankees game. A lot of left-handed guys, they're putting it into the sixth row because I think it's, like, 330 feet. Right, so I see. I might. I think it might even be shorter than that. Maybe like three sixteen or something like that. But it's somewhere. It's no more than three hundred thirty feet. So like that home run is probably three hundred seventy feet. If you're in the fifth or sixth row, and that that ticket was fifty bucks against the Twins, I believe. So <coughs> baseball yeah, come has on. that advantage. Go out there and check out some games. But I'm gonna say I'm going gonna pitch it tomorrow. I'm gonna go to work. Like yeah, let's do an off-site, and we'll just go to the game. We'll go to yeah, come on, Oakland A's.
0: Come on, come on down to San Antonio, Oakland A's. You know, like closest thing to me is the Astros. You know, and uh, but you know, I was thinking about it. You know, don't Las Vegas don't even pick up Oakland. They're losers, just like Portland. So you know, that maybe that's <laughs> what maybe if that's they where move, they end up.
1: If they move anywhere, they would move to Vegas first because Vegas know, I mean, has the infrastructure. It, it I mean, it'd be hot. I don't yeah. know. About, I don't know about playing a, a baseball game in Vegas. In July, because I've been wow. in August Watching a bum drink beer out of a trash can I, was
0: like, I know that wasn't we'll Russell Westbrook for, for three Yeah, and uh, you know it Just block KD's shot You know, uh, yeah, so just to you clean myself up
1: week. You know you know, you stream
0: a <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm excited Every, and, and, week. every, I'm, week, excited. every I'm excited, I'm <laughs> excited I don't <laughs> do it on purpose, I'm excited I'm looking like, you know, But, but just to clean myself like... up Just to clean myself up It was KD with one shot attempt in the last 650 of that game one. So, you know, there you go. You know, but, you know, stuff like that hurts the Suns. But did Jalen just hurt Lamar Jackson? Hey, you got
1: to do what you got to do, man. You know. Do what you got to do.
0: You know, what is that Um, five-year, 255 million contract extension? You know, uh, one hundred seventy nine point three guaranteed. You know, which is less than Kyler Murray and, of course, Deshaun Watson. You know, oh, wait, but it Kyla is the Murray, third,
1: Kyler Murray got less than guaranteed than that, didn't
0: he? Oh, I thought Kyler Murray been got. I thought, I thought he got. I thought he got one hundred and eighty. I might be wrong on that one. I thought he got one hundred and eighty, but you All know, what saying
1: Jalen, I think he got over a hundred million dollars at signing. Yeah. It's like that that got 96 million or so because he had the franchise tag and however that paid out and then the signing. I think he got like 96 million. And then when it came back around, he got like another 40 or so million and another bonus. Like you can go to sportstrack.com and get all these these breakdowns and the bonuses and everything else. Yeah. I think Philly did I think Philly did a smart thing for their team and for their locker room. And I saw a breakdown that somebody posted on Twitter. I want to give him credit, but I, I can't remember who it was. But somehow they got the cap hits. It's like six million this season, 13, 21, like 26. Meanwhile, like the Daniel Jones cap hit is like 30, 31, <laughs> 40, and 51. So it was 51, like Yep. Like who who's who's making these out? Same thing with Michael Thomas, the uh, wide receiver down in the Saints. His cap hits like $51 million, but he's only getting like 20 or 22 So whoever can figure out this cap, I mean, you're putting yourself in the, the proverbial catbird seat because if you can give a guy the quote-unquote richest contract year-to-year year in NFL history and it only costs your team $6 million the first season of it, then you're you're doing something special. And you um, know the what, best what part kind of calculator you're using, but you are using a good one. Willie wonk. You know character. the
0: best part? They didn't let him hit free agency. How about that Baltimore?
1: It's I think it's a lot of layers of ego. I'm gonna go with ego. Oh, it that benefited Jalen and is you know, subsequently hurting Lamar. I think the Philly front office is like, yo, we can make this kind of deal and still be a championship contender. When historically, once your quarterback gets like twenty percent of your cap, you know, with the Super Bowl, like it just doesn't happen. Because I, I don't even think Mahomes is in at twenty percent. He might be. He might be the the you know the 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 anomaly. You know, exception to the yeah. rule. Right. But his contract is still very team friendly. But when Matt Ryan won MVP, his contract was like 20 plus percent. I think when Tom Brady was getting paid, it was over 20 percent. So it was like when you give that much money to one player, historically, you don't win the Super Bowl. But I think I think the NFL and I think the Eagles are recognizing it's not just about winning the Super Bowl. You sell out a 70,000 seat stadium every week based on how well your team performs. So in order to ensure that your core players stay intact, you don't upset your wide receivers and haven't taken shots at your GM on Twitter, you pay the players who've earned it. You pay the guys who got you there because now all those number one Hertz jerseys are going to fill up a lot of those 70,000 seats. There's going to be people in the parking lot tailgating. There's going to be people paying for the NFL package. There's going to be people buying merchandise. There's going to be people buying season tickets. There's going to be money you're going to recoup. You're going to be on Monday Night Football. You're going to be on Sunday Night Football. Excuse me, you're going to be on uh, NFL Fox Game of the Week. You're going to be in everyone's TV from Week 1 to Week 18. I'm a Falcons fan. I don't know the last time we were Monday night football. I vague, I think we got one Thursday night football game against Carolina, which whatever. I don't recall a Sunday night football game. I don't recall being uh, NFL Sunday game of the week at the, that 425 slot on Sunday that Dallas seems to get all the time. Green Bay gets all the time. Philly's going to get all the time. The, the game that new England used to get all the time because they were new England. So just by paying him, you don't have to have this. You won't be in this conundrum like Baltimore is because Baltimore is in a serious situation where you have a stubborn owner, a stubborn GM, a stubborn player personnel, a coach is going out there and saying all the right things, a stubborn quarterback. And you might be in a situation where you're four and seven or four and six or three and seven when he decides to come back week eleven and actually sign that tender, even if he if he doesn't want to. <coughs> but he can hold As out he should. with no penalty. As he should. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna do like what uh Emmett Smith and Jerry Jones did when he held out and they went well, all the it took two, us two games.
0: <laughs> two game
1: games and they gave him the deal, but that deal was only like I think it was like twenty million for like six years or something. It was it was great. Well, 20 million per year. It was like twenty million total. I think he was getting. Well, like there's a couple
0: $1. of things. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things that play here, you know. And we've mentioned it, you know. Burrow and <laughs> Herbert are coming up, you know. So that's first and foremost. Burrow and Herbert are coming up. Um, with Jalen Hurts taking this deal, getting this deal that he got, and he's only going to be making three million this season before it kicks in. You know, he took this deal. So now we're at a point where the collusion may have just won. You know, nobody's getting the Deshaun Watson deal but Deshaun Watson. So Lamar's going to have to curb that back a little bit and it might be time and I didn't want to have to go there, but it I might be time. So. To, it might be time to get an agent.
1: I don't think so. I think Tell me more. I think I think this might embolden Lamar even more. <clears throat> because this might not have been the deal that Baltimore offered him. Because Baltimore's argument in the public eye, from all the reports, excuse me, get some water here.
0: From well, you know, a couple Shepard of these and guys have made Super Bowls.
1: <laughs> I mean, making the Super Bowl, it takes a lot more just the quarterback offensive Definitely. line. I mean, you had Definitely. Lane Johnson out there playing with the torn muscle in his abs and every player was like you have no idea how difficult definitely it is. but
0: it's, it's going point to counterpoint lamar's gonna say hey i'm the youngest mvp blah 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 or i think he was the youngest i'm the youngest mvp and if he, he was wasn't you know unanimous one for sure yeah so there, there you go yeah, he yeah, has that, that, that in his that. pocket and then and then they're gonna say so you want me to pay you as much as joe burrow that oh by the way made a super bowl you want to pay you it's just the point counterpoint is all it is. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying like that's just- I, don't,
1: I don't think. I don't think that. I don't think either. I don't think that's a good negotiation standpoint. Is that oh, a few years back I was MVP because they're not paying you for what you did in the past. They're paying you for future services, so you can't be like oh, well, I won MVP, and then every year. Realistically, Patrick Mahomes, when he won MVP, his numbers were through the roof. But if they never gave him a deal, someone can literally say, "Well, every year since you won MVP, your numbers have been down," and that's right. a real argument. Right. What what the argument for Baltimore simply is, and for Lamar, and what they should understand together is that yo, know, neither one of you are going to get a better opportunity separate. You need each other right now because you've each poisoned the well. Baltimore, by letting the deal run all the way out, it shows either you don't have any faith in him as a player, and then people can look at this MVP year and they can make their own assessment. Like, okay, well, he was great one year. He was great for the MVP year. And every year after that, his numbers dropped, which is going to happen. You're not going to have a perf, you're right. not gonna lead the league in, in the rushing yards as a quarterback and passing touchdowns every year. Just this isn't right. Right. So then the other teams will look at Baltimore like, okay, I'll trade you for him, but I'm only giving you a first round pick. And I think people are holding up to try to use their draft pick this year and then trade 2024 and 2025. Because if you give me Lamar right now and his win percentage is like 72 percent. I'm looking at twelve and five off the rip playoff birth, so I'll give you my number twenty-two or twenty-three or twenty-four or twenty-five pick next year, depending on how far they go in the playoffs, versus giving you Indy my number four pick this year. So I think they they both put themselves in precarious positions where they have ruined each other's leverage, and simultaneously they are. Perfect for each other because of that.
0: And
1: <laughs> All I mean, the like, toxicity. <laughs> you're, you're, both, you're both so toxic. Yeah. That you just go together. You're Hennessy and Cranberry. Like, I mean, you just go together, just throw the ice in it, make it work. But if Baltimore didn't offer him 255 and 180 guaranteed, say they offered him, because he said three years, 133, say they were willing to go. 240 160 guaranteed say like that was say that's the text message that the gm had he's ready send it to the owner and then the Jalen deal breaks he's like damn now i can't send this 240 (laughs) with the 160 guarantee because Jalen just got 179 guaranteed and 255 so now we got to go back to a drawing board we don't want to be at in the first place and now we got to go 260, 200 guaranteed, or 260, 190. And he still wants to fully get. I think they just they put themselves in such a bad position by letting it play out this long, play out this publicly that someone's just going to either have to, they have to the meet in the middle, or the Ravens is going to have to just be like, you know what? We can do it without you. And Lamar's going to have to say, I can do it without y'all.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think that's where we are. That's why last week I asked. You know, I need somebody during the NFL draft. I don't care who it is. Somebody just needs to come with something. You know, either make Baltimore match, shit will get off the pot. You know, that's where we are at this point. You know, and I don't think that, like, I think the longer that time goes on, he may recapture some leverage. You know, but as we are in the offseason right now, you know, I don't know how many how much leverage he has at this moment because they do have him on the tag. So it's either, hey, take this 32 million or don't. I think he I think if you had to give a
1: percentage to it, I would go 6040 Lamar. OK, because no matter how no matter how you look at it there're not many guys that you can definitively go grab and say all right he could do better than Lamar. right right cuz i think that's i think that's the kicker so like it'd be 40 40 and i think the additional 20% is lamar's the the narrative surrounding the fact that you can't just go get another quarterback and i think maybe carolina might they've traded up the one Maybe they think they can get Richardson. I saw a rumor that it's going to be uh, Bryce young because he canceled some meetings. And then I heard CJ Stroud because he is Frank Wright size quarterbacks. I think Frank Wright's about six, two and a half, six, three. So he's a big guy. So he likes, he's definitely got a type, you know, so he likes, he has those types of quarterbacks or whatever the case may be. Um, But, that's it's it's so so many smoke and mirrors going on that Baltimore and Lamar, whatever whatever person is representing him, whatever person has his ear, whatever person in a building that can reach him, they need to get in the room, sit at a table, and iron this out. Nothing personal, just like yo, this is just business. Yeah, we got it we gotta pay X Y Z players. We gotta do this at the third because. You're you're only going to hurt yourself, especially when you're in a division that's winnable. I know Cincinnati's dope, but you had them on the ropes with Tyler Huntley. Right. If right. he runs to sneak the way it's supposed to be run. Or well, you just give it to one of your big backs, you know, that you have or your three hundred, or you let your 300 pound fullback lead your 220 pound running back to the hole. I'm just doing simple math here to get you one yard. So instead so hundred and ninety <laughs> pound quarterback. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean I'm i no well, you know
0: player. there there Not is another the you know there is another side of this though. You know he does decide to sit out and they start four and one
1: I still think that doesn't hurt. I don't I don't think that hurts his
0: position. Cause he's still talented. No he definitely is but he's also missed ten games the last two seasons as well. Sure indeed. Joe
1: Burrow missed a whole year with ACL and they went out and drafted and they, Jamar Chase.
0: So it's like he came back and he came back he and made back, the Super Bowl. He, he <laughs> like, so, like I don't think
1: the I think I think these guys are so young. They're so athletically and physically advanced. I think they have great doctors that rehab them. I also think they have doctors because I was watching the Raw Room uh, podcast with Jalen Collins. Um, the former dennis uh, court uh linebacker Darren Bates and they talked about like the total roll and getting the shots cuz uh Byron Ro- what was his name quarter cornerback from Miami to re- just retired he was he was in Dallas Oh, um, he was,
0: uh he was uh, uh, Byron Jones
1: uh, Byron Jones just retired he posted that he can't run or walk normally cuz he kept taking the shots and the injections on total roll. so i think these these doctors they do a uh, you know a job a good job of getting these guys back in the game but I think in the rehab process a lot of these guys come back I mean we saw Adrian Peterson come back in nine months from ACL I think guys that's where he the, messed up he surgery. should have went to the
0: LeBron James of medicine
1: listen to the LeBron James of feet or whatever whatever these, <laughs> are, these monikers um but I think even if they start four and one he'll be better than the quarterback in Tampa Bay He'll be better than the quarterback in Carolina. He'll be better than the quarterback in Indy. He'll be better than a quarterback
0: in, in Washington, in Atlanta. Minutes,
1: Atlanta, Washington. Arizona. The, the Los Angeles Rams, possibly the San Francisco 49ers. So, Lamar Jackson, even if Baltimore is 4-1, Lamar Jackson, October 5th, 2023, Healthy, sitting at home, working out is still better than 10 to 12 quarterbacks, minimum. Yeah. They all have aspirations. He's better than whoever they're going to have in Tennessee. He's better, whoever they're going to have in Houston. Granny Houston is going to draft for rookie, but I'm saying, like, I mean, he might
0: be better than Russell Wilson after what we just saw. He might, he'll be better than
1: the guy they have in Denver. So, Baltimore can hope. That they start off great and maybe get some leverage back, but the likelihood that that's the case, because if I'm I'm no defensive genius, but I know Tyler Huntley's not a great passer. He's not a great thrower of football, so I'm gonna put eight guys in the box. Your number one wide receiver hasn't played. He didn't play all. He hasn't played since February 2022. And the last time he played uh-huh. towards
0: ACL, so number like, two argue. receiver arguing with the GM about his work. <laughs>
1: and he's coming off, he's coming off. Andrew, I, I get all these guys a heel, but there's no continuity there. There's, yeah, Tyler Huntley, Odell Beckham Jr. is not flying to wherever Tyler Huntley is running routes. <laughs> they're, they're, like, Kadarius uh, Tony, he's going to Texas and running routes with. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes says, "Hey, me, Kelsey,
0: uh, Beach, McKinnon, we're yeah. all be down here." Odell Tyler, Beckham Texas. got better things to do, like watch the Yankees, I guess.
1: Odell Beckham's more likely be down in Texas with Patrick Mahomes before he goes wherever Tyler Huntley is to run routes. <laughs> Don't and make no dance. Keep sense. it up. Just keep it up. up. <laughs> so, Grant, we know this. 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 This topic is, you know, it's about Jalen Hurts' contract. Congratulations! Shout out to. A guy. Who, yeah, it sounds. Uh, it
0: sounds like he might have had uh, a no trade clause up in there too.
1: The dude's. A, he's so smart, man. He's just a yeah, smart he guy. He really is. Everyone you know? says about him. He is such a leader of men that it's just you can't. He's like they say so you can't measure it.
0: And well, he showed you who he was. Like he, he could have easily you know when the whole tour thing happened at alabama he could have easily took his ball and went home and all that good yeah. stuff but he stayed ready and he came back and rescued alabama at one point not only did he stay
1: ready he graduated he graduated from alabama and transferred to oklahoma as a graduate transfer that way he didn't have to sit out of here this is before the rules change we'll get into that right. in the, you know in the latter segment but he stayed went to school graduated Still was pound for pound strongest player on the team, so a leader. And then, like you like you said, ostensibly just came in and saved uh, Alabama in their NC championship game. After man, he stepped all the way out of bounds. Uh, I know. So you know, I think that that matters, and that could hurt Lamar because Howie Rosman will get on TV and be like, oh. You know what Jalen's able to do for our team. We didn't want his contract to expire because you know how all these GMs take shots at each other because they go to these. Meetings. Oh yeah, they all like oh, yeah. each other. It's a it's a lot of clicks. It's a lot of people. It's like I'm, I can't imagine a lot of people who really like Jerry Jones.
0: <laughs>
1: it's probably not a lot of people who really like Josh McDaniels or Bill oh,
0: Belichick. why so disrespectful. You know, he's he gonna strip KD and. Go get the dunk at the other, and you gonna let the dude with the tall girly knees beat you down the court. You gonna do? You did it again, huh? <laughs> Every time. I don't know when your TV gonna catch up. I'm just, just trying know, to update the listeners.
1: You know, mine is behind. Don't you. be
0: selfish. So I don't you know discuss, how far.
1: If you saw, I used to be like, you know what? It's probably behind. But
0: come on. I know. I counted to thirty in my head before I said it, though.
1: <laughs> I got 151 on the clock. You
0: I'm know, at right? 120. All right, I'm at 125. I won't do it no more. Yeah. I won't right. do it no more. Sorry, America. Get your own updates.
1: It is what it is. You can give them updates.
0: <laughs>
1: look. I, I, mean, I keep it on mute anyway. Even when I'm not recording, I keep it on mute. Just so I just yeah. you know, check in.
0: Oh, Ed Kawhi had the elbow too. He he gave him the little forearm shiver before he dumped it, you know, that they ain't call. You know, like, that bugs me out so much. They be letting these little dudes, especially at AAU, these little dudes be, like, slapping defenders' hands away, and then they call the defender for, like, farting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Files, files are never even. Like I mean, And most,
1: most things aren't. Most things you deal with aren't even. Most things are – it's clear. You cannot yeah. like it. You just got to look at it. Okay, these are the parameters that I'm dealing with i.e. Lamar, like listen, you may feel like they should have given you a deal two years ago, they didn't. Now you gotta get the best deal you can get out of this situation, not the best deal of the history of your sport. Well, you know, like that bar, that bar seems ridiculous. Because I haven't seen anybody have this kind of conflict with their contract in recent years, not the sport. No. So and I don't want to do the whole thing where I'm blaming the millionaire because the billionaires are being stingy. But in the same sense, it's like, fuck, like, what they do that at? Like, that one team gave a guy a $230 million guarantee contract and then wrote it to where he only got paid a million dollars for his first year because they respect him to get suspended because that team is shady. That team would do anything <laughs> to win. That team did not understand that, like, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there was someone pouring gasoline on that fire. And they're like, you know, what? we're cool, we're gonna give it all these picks. We already got a guy here we don't like, but we're gonna pay him thirty million yeah. dollars and bring
0: another guy and pay him two thirties. Like yeah, yeah. So speaking of all this money and all these deals, tell me about these twins, man.
1: Oh, the Cavander twins.
0: Yeah, tell, tell me about big, them. Money.
1: big money. They are part of this, uh, like I said. I focus a lot of my uh my NIL research for this topic on, you know, it's a few women that were getting big deals. Um, these twins, they transferred from Fresno State to Miami. Miami made the tournament, they're good basketball players, great buzz on social media. They were getting somewhere between like four and a half million between the two of them. Like I think they were each getting like two, one was getting like 2.3 million, the other one was getting 2.2 million. And NIL deals, they have like, like an Under Armour deal. I saw an article today that they might be like new WWE wrestling divas potentially. Like I, I don't know as far as that's locked in. Uh, then you have the LSU gymnastic star Olivia Dunn. I don't know if you really call her a star, but she definitely is a big enough buzz on social media to wear. She's a star to me, yeah, because people just like the way she looks, but she was getting three and a half million. Um, so the, 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 the thing that sparked this, this topic, me, you and I had a conversation probably about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago. And I was talking about Tom is those quotes that you're going to get into the specifics of, but a lot of these coaches are upset with the transfer portal, which is kind of ironic because they take players all the time. I remember, like I said, I got recruited to the Air Force. I joined the Air Force. I went to see my recruiter in 1999. I went to MEPS. And I remember I got a phone call on my sister's line in my house, and it was a Marine recruiter. He was like, hey, what's going on? I'm Sergeant so-and-so. I want to talk to you about joining the Marine Corps. I'm like, Yo, I'm going to MEPS for the Air Force tomorrow. He was like, really? I was like, "He's like, what part of map? It's my first trip to match. He's like, okay, okay, well, uh, you know, if you change your mind, let me know. I'm like, I'm pretty locked into this Air Force thing, but, you know, I'll let you know. <laughs> so that was December. I went to get in January. I was locked in from January. I was leaving for basic training in May, May. May 16th, I was leaving my crib. May 15th, I get a phone call. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Sergeant Jackson, From uh, that's his Marine Corps. I'm like, yo, I'm going to the Air Force tomorrow. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like my recruiter's on his way to pick me up to <laughs> take me to the hotels. So I can catch my flight to basic training. He's like, you sure you still want to leave? I'm like, yeah, he's literally on his way to come get me. I'm thinking, why do you keep calling me? But if I was like a college recruit and I was committed to Georgia, then all of a sudden I flipped that LSU. How did that happen? If I make a public commit, I'm going to Georgia, but then all of a sudden – a Georgia defensive coach gets hired on at LSU and now all of a sudden I flip to LSU. So someone had to communicate with me. I didn't make that decision on my own as an 18 year, 17, 18 year old, like, Oh, this coach is leaving. I'm going to go with him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I know the process to withdraw my original commitment and then submit another one because the school that you select originally will not break down how to get out of it for you. <laughs> no, like, oh, yo, thanks for committing to us. But in the event that you change your mind, these are the pop. These are the paperwork you have to fill out. Don't sign this. Sign this, and if you sign that, like they're not going to break it down like that. So uh, the other school is communicating with you. They're going to get you. So these coaches are upset that these guys are getting to the program, and it's like, listen, if you're going to get, you got. I have twenty scholarship shots in basketball. Tops twenty is probably a stretch. And you got some walk-ons. You got the coach's son. You got his nephew or his grandson or whatever. They always get a spot. I remember always seeing Bayheims on the bench. I even think Bobby Hurley and all of his grandson, nephews, all these guys are on the UConn team dribbling the ball at the end of the game. So there's not that many spots. So if you have eight or nine guys in rotation, juniors and sophomores, and I'm a freshman and I don't get any burn, I'm like, I came all the way up here to Connecticut, and I don't get to play at all. And you bringing in three more guys who play my position, I'm gonna go to Murray State because they don't get to recruit five star guys. I got here, I got a taste of this D, this you know this D one five star athlete life. It's not for me. I don't like the coach. I don't like the attitude. I don't like what you say in the media about the NIL deals. I'm out. What's wrong with
0: that? We've seen a lot of coaches. I not a damn thing. Exactly. And, and, you know, and like some very respected coaches, you know, like last time we talked about Dago Sweeney, you know, a lot of people say that Jay Wright from Villanova, two-time national championship coach, you know, coach Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson. And then they said that he got fed up with NIL, and that was part of the reason that he stepped down, you know. So coaches are – like some coaches, I guess, are willing to die on that sword. You know, but I think for me, I think my biggest issue with all of it is don't talk to me about capitalism if it don't apply to everybody. You know, like this is where we this is where the rubber meets the road, because all I hear about is you could get rich doing this. You know, the, you know why, you know, somebody is rich off of TikTok because they built a base and they got a market and these people are watching them like well there's millions of people watching them so like you know we were talking about UConn and San Diego State a few weeks ago and how the women's tournament uh, eclipsed them and it was funny because the viewership of the national title game between UConn and San Diego State went down 5 million from last year's championship game but over 9 million people still watched it (laughs) And I don't want monetize and, that. Yeah. And I don't want these dudes to, to be able to be able to like market themselves or to build off of that. So in the first. So this is from IconSource.com. In the very first year that NIL was established, there was an estimated nine hundred seventeen million dollars paid out to college athletes across. So that's across all sports. Obviously, the majority is probably football and basketball because those are the money-making sports. But you also need those sports to supplement your Title IX sports, your lacrosse, your women's sports, so on and so forth. So you can't have it both ways because the schools aren't on the hook for paying these athletes. But the school has all these opinions about whether the athletes should get paid or not. It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: So considering that a the, the, lot of the players are getting paid strictly off of the school that they're going to. So the right. notoriety of your school is getting me paid. You aren't getting me paid. So yeah, maybe you don't have the leverage over me that you want, but your school's popularity is still on the rise. So you're still going to get money from all your TV deals because your school is so popular that they're paying LSU so popular that a gymnast got paid $3.4 million last year.
0: Meanwhile, I still don't know if Colorado ever came up with Dion's money. We'll find out soon. You know, but then according to on3.com, um, in the next five years, NIL right now is currently estimated between $750 million and $1 billion and is expected to go up between 3 and $5 billion in the next five years. So that's how much they expect athletes are going to be getting paid in that window. So quote time, Hunter Dickinson, you know, great center from Michigan. You know, he's transferring out. Hopefully he's coming to Kentucky. I've heard such things, but we'll see. But uh, this is his quote. If I'm the number one player in the country for basketball or football, why would I listen to what I said? Now he's leaving Michigan. If I was the number one player in the country for basketball or football, Why would I come to Michigan, where they're saying they have the potential for you to get something? When I'm at Alabama for football or I'm at Kentucky for basketball, they're like, "You can commit here and get this deal. You can sign it right after you sign this letter for a million dollars." So, I'm in quotes. So I'm sorry. That's just the game now. You thought it was one way, but it's the other way. way. You know, like all these years where the game, the name of the game was exploitation. None of these coaches were out here fighting for the right of the player saying, Hey, you know, remember, you remember this, uh, Tyler, I believe Tyler Protho from Alabama, known for the big catch against Southern Miss where he caught the ball on the guy's back, broke his leg, never heard from him ever again. You know, why do we want that to be the norm, you know, versus the Eric King from the university of Miami, formerly of the university of Houston, went to Miami, signed a $9 million NIL deal, ended up having an injury. It was an ACL or an Achilles, one of the two. And he has that to fall back on, you know? So why would I, wa- why would I not want that to be the norm versus the former story that I told? So Tom Izzo, you know, I'm a bad guy to talk to about the portal because I think it's ridiculous, just my opinion. I mean, he just grabbed some players off the portal two years ago. And the only reason he didn't grab players off the portal this year was because his team went to him and said, hey, we built this. We want to carry it through. But if they didn't come to him and plead their case, he would have probably went to the portal and got somebody that
1: wanted to come to East Lansing.
0: So then uh, let's talk about us. Yeah, let's talk about a school that probably did need some NIL. How about Perdon? You know, out here losing to t Next finest in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Sure. You know, Matt, Matt Painter, not Curtis Painter, but Matt Painter, you know, quote, the NCAA is spending just oodles of monies, millions of dollars trying to keep things out of the courtroom. Well, if you would have been talking to some local businesses, and they were willing to spend a million dollars. Maybe you'd have had met the expectations that we had for you in the NCAA tournament.
1: Man, go to your car dealership and say, "Hey, will you give my players a car, and we will make sure that all the fans come to you to buy cars? No problem. I would give." Yeah, give my quarterback a UConn. Give, I would give two-year players Chargers. Let them drive around the city. Just make sure the insurance is paid. And have them come out here every Friday in their jersey and take pictures by this other car that we got souped up in the showroom. <laughs> we'll call it even. So, you know That's what's funny? What it, what it is. is like, this so you know what's funny is, you illegally just make it legal, cut them a check, everybody's gonna get paid. Yes, okay, so if you got to shell out a hundred thousand dollars to pay this college athlete, but you're gonna make 1.2 million. What's this between 1.2 and 1.3? Just make the
0: 1.2. So, so you don't have
1: trouble for it because there's other guys. Remember, Rhett Barman, the kid from Oklahoma, he was working at a dealership, never showed up. Yeah, Rhett Bar. yeah. 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 So just like do it legally, cut these guys their check, cut them their respect because they're out there working too. Yeah, you're a coach. Yep. And you're working and you feel like they didn't earn it. Well, if you didn't feel like they earned it, why are you in that living room recruiting them so hard? Why are you telling their grandmother and their moms and uncles and grandpa, hey, he's going to wear a maize and blue at Michigan or at East Lansing. We're really building something or or come out here. We're going to teach them family values here in Indiana. We're going to continue to make the man that you expected. We're going to make her the young woman that you expected. She's going to leave Miami with a degree. She's going to leave. Nah, she's going to come there and get paid just like you came there and get paid. And when another job opens up, they're going to move. They already got a good rule in place. I think they have a good rule in place where it's like, you could transfer once and play immediately, but if you transfer again, you got to sit out. All right, I give you that, so you don't have people excessively transfer.
0: Well, you I just know. think it's dumb in the first place because you know the old rule was you know you the had whole to sit out. you You're had kidding. to sit out a year, you know, which is dumb to me. Like sit out a semester or something, maybe. You know, I don't know. But, but yeah,
1: keep like you if your sport is during that semester, like football is all first the first you know half of the school year, yeah. I, the, the, the sitting out rule was dumb because, like, I have I have I, have, I pulled up an article from 2018 uh, on SBNation.com. Alex Kirshner, you pull up 2018. It was like the basic rule is that if a player transfers, they have to sit out of season. Like, that was that was it. Some nuance to that was a coach could deny where you'd go or just give you a list of places you couldn't go. For instance, you're at Alabama. You want to transfer. Nick Saban can say you can't go to any SEC school.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not only that, you would have to pick a different school, so you go, okay, well, I guess I'll go to Clemson. Well, you get to Clemson, you got to sit out a year. Well, you're a four- or five-star running back. You come out. Class of 2022, you show up to campus, you know, you know, because they were doing it early. But if you just showed up regular time, you showed up summer 2022, you registered all year, you didn't play, and they know they're gonna bring in four or five more running backs next year. So you're transferring to Clemson, who's also bringing their own four or five running backs, and you got to sit another year and watch them all play. And then they're still bringing in another one. Now you have to beat them out. You're two years removed from high school, and you yeah, have and you got in game action. And you got to hope that they still want you to get a yeah, shot because they can cut you. you, you and you, you got to hope that Saber, renewable.
0: And you got to hope that uh, Saban would have let you transfer to Clemens at the time because you know that was right after Deshaun and Watson and right, Trevor right? Lawrence. Yeah, that that was like their major playoff so opponent. You're, you're transferring
1: <laughs> from Alabama to. He's, he's like, like, yo, go to Duke. Duke. <laughs> you, you might not even be able to go to another Division I school, especially if you you might have to do, you know, you might have to transfer to like school like Texas State or so, like something small, like maybe even like HBCU because you want to play. And you know if you go to, like if you went to one of these schools as Georgia and they're constantly in the top four or five recruiting Oklahoma, Texas you know, whatever position you play, they're bringing in two or three five stars, two or three. Which is stars funny because minimum, it's, it's funny
0: that well, was funny that you bring that up because these schools don't even have to renew your scholarship the next year.
1: They're one year renewable contracts based on performance. So they cannot right. renew your full ride scholarship that Doug Gottlieb likes to talk about a lot. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, like, you like, can break you your, your leg and then they that. just don't honor your scholarship. They can bring a new coach in, and the new coach can tell you, I'm bringing in 12 of my own guys. I'm bringing in my Gucci and my Louis. I'm bringing in my Louis. So go ahead hop in the portal. Like, he literally – he said it, like, and I get it. You know, he's coming in, and he's establishing his own ground. But it's like, you got recruited by this other coach with permission from the AD of that school. You came there. You followed the rules. You wore the uniform. You enrolled in the classes whatever money you had to pay, whatever the case may be, you put all this work in to come to this school and you guys perform badly. And they bring in another guy. He's like, listen, I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louis. So go ahead and hop in that portal. Yeah. 11 months ago, you were like excited to be there. Now you got to look around. Like, where am I going to go? I I just left the one in 11 team. Who's looking for me.
0: Right. Right. And Hey, real quick, so much for that three for 19 stuff, because, uh, Mr. Westbrook is full for seven with 13 points, you know, and the Clippers got an 11-point lead right now. But, you know, yeah, and that's that's where, like, these coaches have it made. They got their cake and they eat it, too. The university gets to have that. But Michigan is just a mess in general because, you know, um, Hunter Dickinson, like I said, made his statement. Um, Jim Harbaugh came out and was talking about the $7 billion TV deal and how players should be able to make some money off of that. You know, and then you know, Tom Brady, you know, Mr. Michigan himself out here gave Dion's son one point six million dollars as a part of an NIL deal. So I mean, Michigan need to have a meeting and sit down and you know, and like UCLA was talking about how you know moving to the Big Ten is gonna be such such a great move for their NIL program. I, that remains to be seen because the big 10 seems to be the one conference that isn't on board fully yet.
1: And another thing I saw, what school was it? Was it LSU or Notre Dame? But I, 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 I vaguely remember Brian Kelly. They essentially have a GM. Yeah. I think that was Notre Dame. Yeah. That's going to monitor the transfer uh-huh. portal and things yeah. of that nature. So, yeah, exactly. a
0: couple weeks ago I brought up how they were talking about a semi-pro league and all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, you are the exactly. semi-pro league. You are the semi-pro <laughs> league. You
1: don't have to, like – I just – I just, I always tell people um, sit in a room with people who don't think like you so you can learn something. I think some of these guys get in that room together – and they just they say stuff out loud and it's no pushback. It's very similar to I know Rob Parker talks about this, him and Chris Bussard a lot when one of the NBA players goes on one of their friends' podcasts. A lot of NBA players have more podcasts than NFL players. I think that's the whole facial recognition popularity aspect of it. But they'll go on these shows and they'll say something. He's like, the guy didn't give him any pushback. Where's the follow-up question? It's like, they're just buddy-buddy having a conversation. And I think these these, these coaches sit in the room. It's like, you're sitting in a room complaining about a system. And the only way for the transfer portal system to be successful is if one of you other 100 to 200 or 300 coaches in this room or in this meeting or in this email chain tell the guy that he can come to the school Tell the young lady, you can leave Maryland and come to LSU and win a national championship. You can leave Notre Dame and come down to LSU with me and win football games. You can leave Pitt and come to USC the same way I left Oklahoma as a coach and came to USC. These are the conversations that are happening to get these these young men and women out of their schools. And then I heard a lot of coaches try to say, you know, these guys are ruining their these young men and women are ruining the opportunity. They don't know about taxes. It's like, then teach them about taxes. Don't tell them they can't make money because they don't know about taxes. That's like saying, oh, they don't know about taxes. You don't have a cast iron pan, so I can't teach you how to cook a steak. I can get you a cast iron pan. I can put you in a position in front of the stove and show you, like, listen, this is how you saute the onions. This is how you season the steak. This is how you leave it out. This is this is the this is what medium well looks like. This is medium rare. This is well done. We don't do that. You can teach these things, but you have to want somebody
0: else to succeed. And if they don't know like about taxes guys, when they in that rookie symposium either. They, yeah, they don't learn it.
1: We don't learn it now. I'm 40, almost 42, and I'm still <laughs> learning stuff about taxes. Um so it's just like it's just it's just this, this, these BS lines, like I said, my, my my, favorite thing to say now recently is that if you asked a couple of follow-up questions, you would have people completely discombobulated because what they have is this very tunnel vision-based opinion, Yeah, and it's not based on any facts, it's all feelings. Like Tom is yeah. saying it's not a good thing. It's like, so you mean to tell me. I had a. I read an article where one of the coaches was bl- blaming LeBron James for college football players wanting to transfer. Uh huh. I heard that. Yep. If I would ask that person, like, so have you, have you ever been in a job and and you had another opportunity to come along because you worked X amount of time in that job, no matter what the time was, and you felt like, you know yeah. what, I think I could do the next job or a job came open at the place where you worked, you're at the university, you're at the University of Iowa, and you were the conditioning coach. And then you want to work up to be the head trainer and you want to be in control of the whole conditioning program. And that position came available. Would you say, I don't want to apply for that because I don't want people to think I'm trying to move too fast? No, you (laughs) would look at it like, hell, this is a $90,000 job versus a $137,000 job. And I can get the control that I want. And I can get the schedule that I want. And I can spend more time with my family because I don't have to be doing this job this long. I can work in this office for this long. I'ma go for that. You think the kid lifted weights gonna be like, oh, you're supposed to be here with me, spotting me, showing me how
0: to do these squats? No,
1: you're gonna go get that job.
0: So no, this is so beautiful. Watching Westbrook and Durant go up and down the court, both making jumpers back to back. They could have been doing an OKC still. Yeah, Westbrook was 17 points in the first half. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, um, Tom Izzo I can't necessarily bang on because he had the opportunity to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had the opportunity to coach the Detroit Pistons, and he didn't. So I can't necessarily bang on him. But, if, but if that painter, whatever he's making at Purdue right now, got a call tomorrow from Duke of Carolina and said, you know, We'll pay you $11 million a year. He's going to say, I just don't envision myself as a Duke guy. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm I'm loyal. Like, I can't see myself coaching in the ACC. Like, his ass going to be on the first thing smoking out of West Lafayette. And anybody that's been to West Lafayette won't even take something smoking. You'll get in the car to get out of that yes. place.
1: Going to be in the Amtrak.
0: You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, not to do the thing, but, you know, it's just funny because, you know, there are some lines here where, like, these sports that are, how can I word this, that won't make wrath mad, you know, these, these sports that are, uh, you right, know, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't want to take it there because that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. All so I don't, these I don't. white coaches in
1: charge of the black players don't like. No, soccer. no, black I wasn't going to say that. Memory.
0: I wasn't going to say that's that. Say. Was, that's all. it is. I wasn't going <laughs> No, what I was going to say. No, what I was going to say.
1: About transfer portals, the soccer coaches aren't talking about transfer portals. The volleyball coaches aren't talking about transfer portals. Is only the that's, the that's so crazy. Too teams. The baseball coaches aren't about transfer. The best, the basketball and football coaches who have. of the black athletes at these schools are the only ones complaining (laughs) about how much leverage these (laughs) players have. You can go ahead and clip this on the reel because that's all it is. Hey, you see that, y'all? Lacrosse lacrosse players can transfer. Soccer players can transfer. The swimmers can transfer. We don't hear from any of these coaches from any of these top schools. And they get less money. So they really need to keep the people that they get. It's like early lacrosse scholarships for the whole Four years you got 30 lacrosse players and some walk-ons soccer is the same way field hockey is the same way you don't hear them on tv having symposiums talking about how the transfer portal is. all these white coaches who are in charge of these black players don't like the fact that these black players are taking their
0: leverage into their own hands book it hey you see that y'all all that proves is everybody got a little bit of two five in them that wasn't even what i was gonna say what I was going to say was that I was trying to figure out how to word it was that it's these sports like football and basketball that are majority black athletes that are funding these other sports like lacrosse and polo and all these sports like that where we have these issues. I was going to say that. I wasn't going to go into the man is holding me down and the master and all that. I was just going to say that they're exploiting the people that are funding the sports that their grandchildren are playing. That's what I was going to say. You know, y'all got us hot and heavy up in here. It sounded like we getting stuff off of our chest. And that wasn't even what we was getting off our chest. So, you know. I keep it
1: thorough. I keep it thorough. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, so, so yeah so get it off my chest i'm gonna be real short and sweet hey here you go now my headphones talking to me you know but yeah like so we want raf to to get into his because i want to hear about the dre town stomp you know saying that's what i'm calling it the dre town Stomp. but my get it off my chest is actually very positive it was so positive that i wrote when i wrote demar hamlin on my paper I got like four ends on here. Like, I I was excited because I watched this man die on the field, I thought. And here we are three months later from one of the most traumatic things that I saw in my sports watching history. And he has been cleared not by one, not by two, but by three specialists to resume football activities. Now, I don't want to get into the whole you know religion thing and all that kind of stuff like that but man like it made me feel good it made me it's going to be coming back potentially but i will caution buffalo bills take your time ease them in demar take your time and ease it in you know it, it was a very traumatizing event that you're going to have to have some mental blocks overcome hopefully you've already been talking to people about that but you don't need to rush out on the field. You know, I actually, it's one of those moments. So, you know, you think about 9 11, you know, you think about people that were old enough with the uh, Bay of Pigs and all that kind of stuff. Like this Damar Hamlin story, I know where I was when this happened. I will never forget where I was. I wasn't even watching the game. You know, me and Lindsay were literally out at the store. I came in the house. I said, Monday Night Football coming on. And I said, I don't know, I should watch Monday Night Raw, but I got to turn it on to the football game because the Bengals and the Bills, and I got to see the score. And when I turned on the TV, I turned on the TV, I turned around to put my groceries back, and then when I turned around, I saw everybody on the field, and I said, what the hell just happened? And then from there, I started getting details and backfilling, and also I didn't see the collapse in live action, you know. Um It was probably another 10 minutes before I saw what had actually happened. But at the very least, I thought I just witnessed death in the flesh. You know, so, you know, I just want to, you know, thank the people that did respond to that situation. You know, um, the the medics, the, the paramedics, everybody that played a role in getting him to the hospital, getting him to higher care and doing what they did on the field to keep him sustained enough to be able to just be alive, forget the football part, just be alive, you know, but for the fact that he's here and able to potentially play football again, you know, this is the stuff that sports are made of. So I just wanted to get that off my chest.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to front. I shed a tear at the the NFL Awards when he came out. Like, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good.
0: Yeah, remember when everybody thought that wasn't the real him?
1: Yo, come on, man. I'm so sick of the internet. I do read, I like to wake up and read comments on funny videos just to see how ridiculous people's comments are in the morning. That's how I get my morning started. It's pretty funny. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's another guy. He has a podcast, uh, the Draymond Green Show. Uh bro, like you gotta get it together, man. You you gotta you gotta stop acting like you don't know what's going on. Like it's it just it just bothers me when i i get bothered myself sometimes i make the same mistakes when i don't plan something like you know what you know you had time to plan this out it really bothers me like it irks me to the point like okay i gotta get better at this he continues to get technical fouls every single year he's racking them up he's getting fines he's getting ejected out of games and now you're in the fourth quarter of a playoff series where you are essentially overmatched from a, a a, a speed aspect. Like you're going to be out leveraged because you can't match up with these other players. So you have to be smarter, but instead he's doing dumb stuff. Draymond green with the Dray town Stomp, You calling it? Yeah, I get it. I get it. He grabbed your leg. You could have stepped over him or you could have just kept trying to work your leg out in front of the ref. The ref would have saw it. He would have got the technical. And then he would have to let you go. You could have walked off by your business. I get it. The heated moment, the passion. But at some point when you've been to six NBA championships, you have four NBA championship rings. You've been in a handful of games. He's played, I think he's he said in one of his podcasts, he's played like two full extra seasons of just playoff games versus other people who came in, in the same year that he did just in playoff games he's play you know that that number of games like you know at least a full season and some change so you have all this this these expertise and all this information all this knowledge from all these runs why do you keep getting yourself in a situation where you're getting kicked out of games now your team's down 2-0 you are liability offense offensively your only real asset is the fact that defensively you're out there and you're just putting yourself in position and not be able to do that then you go over to the bench while they're reviewing your potential flagrant one or flagrant two, and you're chirping it up with the people in the audience, with the NBA commissioner in the building, that's like acting up at the assembly with the principal there, and the principal can suspend you. You be like, Oh no, know what's going on. You're like, I was in the third row, I saw you <laughs> riling up the people in the audience, knowing what happened with e forty in the first game. It's like you got to take all the stuff in totality. I get everybody everybody's behavior is not your responsibility. But what you do to throw fuel on this, these situations don't, like I said, what just happened with E40, it was a big deal. They kicked him out. He was literally right by your bench. I'm pretty sure that pissed you off. What's happening with Russ in his situation, every stadium he goes to, he's a friend of yours. What happens with LeBron, a a fellow, you know, basketball player friend of yours you guys talk all the time you, you have your podcast so you you're not oblivious to what's going on but the fact that you keep putting yourself in a position where you are allowing people in the audience or the referee to dictate how you if you're allowed to be on the basketball court you lost an nba championship because you punched lebron in his in his, in his backside. And got a technical and accumulation of technicals got you suspended for a pivotal game where two players for the first time NBA Finals history both dropped 41 points. And then when you came back, Rusty, they're in a groove. The Brown drops 41 on you again. And then you played great in game seven. Well, you could have played great in game five. You weren't suspended. You guys could have won that series in five games. But instead of thinking like, yo, I got to get my I got to get my right. It's a contract year. Because you're going to be sitting on another team next year because you're not going to be able to go to State Warriors. I don't care what you can book it right now. You're not going to be able to go <laughs> State Warriors with these antics because they can't pay you for being a triple single and a problem. Like talent versus talent. So right now you talent and they, they can't tolerate your behavior. So Draymond Green, like he needs to get it together or they just go ahead and just like send him home and just ride out the series without him. And break up the team and, and see what you can do because you signed enough players, you got enough money, you got enough rings. I'm pretty sure the fans understand if you had to do a little mini rebuild, but he's not going to be a part of it if he keeps having these antics. It's ridiculous.
0: Shout out to Jonathan Kaminga. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it. You know, um, as you were, as you were talking about it, and <clears throat> let's just say. Cleveland forces that to Game Seven anyway, like even if he never got suspended, and Game Seven plays out numbers the same, but the Warriors win. He actually would have had a chance to win Finals MVP based off his Game Seven performance. You know, like I—I I mean, he had the thirty-two points and the—I uh, think it was like thirty-two know, points, league.
1: fifteen rebounds, and like yeah, nine, like 15, he might have won nine, Finals nine, MVP
0: even. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But when it comes to Draymond, I, I got to say this because, you know, we always talk about it. You know, I just want the people to know how I feel. You know, some people out here will have you believe that all lives matter. I just want you to know that all balls matter, you know, because <laughs> nobody cared when Draymond was kicking Stephen Adams all around. You know, when he punched LeBron, here comes this big dip. So I say that to say, I don't think Draymond should be suspended for Game Three in this series. I don't but, think so well, either. I, I just think but, the fact but,
1: that he put himself in a position where now it can be dictated by somebody else. I tell, like I, I tell this to my own son. Like my son has an issue at school with he'll he'll argue with his teachers, not disrespectfully, but just just like, asking questions. Just, just, yeah. Like he just he just he just pokes and he's asking that's the question. And he had a few couple he had a couple of detentions because of it and when he came yesterday home, he's, trying, you to said. he's <laughs> trying to explain it i'm like son i don't care what you said or how the teacher felt about it my issue is the fact that you keep putting yourself in a position where you're allowing these teachers and whatever attitude they're having whatever attitude you're having back to dictate how you operate after school so now you have detention so from detention I had to, like, run him to a basketball game once. So then he was, like, late for lacrosse practice one time. And then you got to come here. And now I'm off work at 3 o'clock. So now when you get here, I got to take your phone. Or you can't go anywhere. Or now you got to – we got to check your homework, triple check your homework. Now it's pull up the laptop. So now we – because you're getting in trouble in school, other measures have to be put in place because you can't keep yourself – out of the crosshairs you know what's coming you know how your teachers react to you you're a big demonstrative character like you're you're a big voice you're a big personality you're a smart kid you stand out you know all these things heavy is a head that wears a crown so if i'm telling you this is what the perception will be you got to get to the point like you know what is it worth me adding this to the conversation is it worth me? pulling my phone out to check what time it is, whatever it is. Do I need to do any of that? Because if you stop doing that, you won't have these. I'm like, that's the only problem you've had at school all year is petty arguments with your teachers and they get in their feelings. Cause that's, that's what I feel about it. I'm like, they get in their feelings because you don't let them talk to you like a normal 13 year old was Now he's 14. I'm like, but the problem is, they are going to go to another administrator who's going to feel the same way because you're going to have that same argument with the other administrator. They are like, cause you're not right. listening. They're right. Get it, like you might, you want to like, you want to be happy. You want to be right. Shout out to 13 going on 30.
0: Well, no, I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, you know, cause I know how people operate, you know, the NBA is the superstars league, you know, don't call the fifth foul on Draymond because he's got to go to the bench. Don't call, don't foul out, um, you know, Dame Lillard, because I came to watch him play. Instead of telling Dame to keep his hands to himself, but I, so I get it. But the, but my point is, is that if you were going to suspend Draymond, because same scenario, and he did it to Kevin Durant, he did it to Kawhi, he did it to LeBron, he did it to Dame Lillard, he did it to James Harden, he did it to Jokic, and he was going to get suspended for that. Then you got to spin him for this because all sternums matter, you know. And, and I just got to say, DeMonte, Sabonis, and Sacramento, I don't know if I love the gaming you know, or if I don't like the bullshit, but y'all know that man ain't need no x ray, you know. And, and only Draymond could be Draymond to ask for an x ray on his ankle, you know, once he knew that Sabonis was going to get the x ray. So I love all that part of it, but, you know, but no, if you're gonna, if you if you would suspend him based on the fact that he had done this to a superstar, then Demonte Sabonis isn't necessarily a superstar, but he was on the MVP ladder, you know, like yeah, sus- like if
1: it, I don't think it, I don't think it's I don't think it's suspended. No, I don't think
0: it does either. I don't think it does either.
1: No, but, but, but they did, they did, they did give. Uh, Sabonis a bonus and technical foul for holding. Yeah, which he
0: deserved. Yeah, so he
1: was he was in his right that he was antagonized. The problem right, is right. he could have just shaken his foot out. Sabonis so would have got that technical. They got a free throw. Steph Curry shoots ninety percent from the free throw line. Now to get the ball back down three in the fourth quarter with a young team that just got a technical off, a dumb foul from their second-best Maybe player. they fall apart. Now you, now they fall apart. Clay hit yeah. two big threes after uh, Draymond went to the locker room. So Yeah, I wish was, he would have hit
0: know, two, two big if, threes earlier. We all
1: be drunk, but it's <laughs> the fact that you 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 have you have that information because you played two additional seasons of playoff games and Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox are in their second I think the most yes. the bonus might have been in a couple in another team, but hey don't forget, not only
0: not only is not only is the Fox young, he real young. He was in that Lonzo Jason Tatum draft. He can't even rent a car yet. He
1: <laughs> like think about like the situation you're in. You're literally I don't know. I'm just saying, like I it just it just bothers me that he just continues to put himself in a situation when it's like you can I can you can tell he's a smart guy. You you know definitively he's a smart person. And it's just the fact that he just keeps putting himself in that position, it just, it just blows my mind. Yeah. So when are you gonna stop?
0: Never. Just Maddie being Maddie. You know what I'm saying? And that's just sports reports is order, being sports reports the order. <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
1: Thank you for so, joining
0: us. Thank
1: you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you, if you're not following us on the social media platforms, do so. Share with as many people as possible. We want to spread the word. Like I said, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Apple, Spotify. Your mama. like us. Anybody, anywhere you want to get your podcast.
0: Like Mike us, Wilson. subscribe, review, leave comments. It's free. Hit the bell on YouTube. Free, you'll get 99. your notifications. Free. You know what else you'll do for free? You go to the store and you know your boy working behind the chicken nuggets. You want some free nuggets. We just try and give you games for free.
1: Free nuggets. Free I love digital nuggets. <laughs> love American. you,
0: America es